Welcome to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. I'm Gabby. And I'm Sarah. And we are two physical therapy students on our journey to get that DPT debt free. And our vision for you is to get through PT school on your first try without any debt. Join us as we navigate through the insanity of physical therapy school together. This episode is brought to you by the SPT Navigation System. We're here to help you navigate through your PT school journey, whether it's your first time or your second lap around, and get you through debt-free. As PT students, this is what we would have wanted to help us navigate PT school, and so we've created all of this for you. We give you the tools and resources that school does not give you in order to get into the right mindset for school success, adjusting to the heavy workload of PT school, studying smarter, managing your stress and your time, making connections, and other tools you need in order to become a debt-free SPT. Click the link in the description to join the upcoming class. Welcome to another episode of Gratitude, everyone. And we are so excited for our guests that we have today. And you are all going to learn so much. And Niasha is on the podcast. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I absolutely love what you guys are doing. Like just redefining what student like physical therapists can do while they're in school. Absolutely love it. Yes. Well, we are so excited to hear more about your story. And if you want to take everybody back to the beginning, so tell everybody how you got into physical therapy. Let's start off with that first. Yeah. So um, actually how it first started was I was in junior high school and for that school, one of the requirements were to do volunteer hours at a facility under the profession that you thought you wanted to do. And so I was like, I want to do something in medicine, but I also like animals. So yay, I'll be a vet, right? <laughs> and I volunteered at a veterinarian's facility. And I kind of hated it because I was like, I can't communicate with the dog and tell them that it's going to be okay. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then like, just wasn't like a good and. I felt really bad at times too, because there was so much going on, but it wasn't a good fit. And I was like, okay, I'm freaking out a little bit. And my grandma was like, well, I know somebody that um, has a physical therapy clinic. Why don't you, you know, for the sake of finishing your hours, go ahead and do your hours there. And so I went and the very first day I fell in love with it. I was so, so happy with the profession. Um, just like the, like the clinicians that I was able to follow at that time. Um, just genuinely look like they love their job and the gratitude that was presented by the patient was just like wow like that is really great like this is only one session and you can see that there was a relationship built and that's something that was really really important to me as opposed to like all right I see you I'll see you next year I can't remember your name <laughs> um, so I think that was something that really resonated with me that's what really, you know, a lot of people relate to is the time. You know, you have all that time with the patients. It's not like you see them once and then maybe you see them next year. Maybe if they choose to come maybe. back to you. It's exactly. So crazy. Exactly. 
And can you tell people where you are now, like in your PT school journey? So I recently just got accepted um, to a couple of schools. So to me, it's so bizarre because I applied a previous cycle and didn't get in anywhere. So the fact that I even have like options is like surreal to me. And I'm super, super thankful. Although the journey was long, but it was so, so worth it. And, you know, working with the accepted system definitely reshaped how I viewed the application process, as well as like myself after not getting in, because those that majority have to reapply no, the first time you don't get in, it hurts. Like, <laughs> it takes a huge, huge hit um, to your self-esteem, like your self-confidence. Um, like some people don't know if they have a willingness for the profession. So it can definitely pay a mental toll on you. Um, so I'm super, super thankful for that right now. That is so, so great. And we are so excited that um, you are accepted into PT school and that you will be in, like thinking about this, in PT school in 2020 this year, which is wild. Yes. <laughs> but we are, we are so excited. And if you want to tell everyone about what you are doing um, now, talk a little bit about how you got involved in neuro and the experiences that you've had. Because we think that's really cool, especially now um, from what you've been building and, and how, how you got interested in neuro. Yeah, so um, one of my missions that I've kind of stumbled across is I really want to redefine what is possible for pre-PTs. Um, I think a lot of the time the traditional narrative is like, okay, you know, you finish your undergrad, and, you know, you do a little volunteer work here and there. And then, great, you're pta for the next three years, even though you have a bachelor's degree and you're usually paying minimum wage. And, like, there's so many different factors. Um, and I think that is almost like the pit that some pre-PTs fall and can't get out. So and for, for me and my journey, um, one of my missions are to kind of redefine what is possible for pre-PTs and what they can do before they even start their doctorate and know, I want them to know and understand like they can make a huge impact um, before they start their doctorate degree. There's so much more knowledge that you can attain. So to answer your, your direct question about how I got involved in neuro was through that volunteer, that traditional route of, you know, doing a volunteer, interning, doing aid. But then I was like, there has to be something more within this limbo stage before I get to my doctorate program. Like what else can I do? And so through that curiosity and through that, I guess, drive, I started, you know, venturing out to see what else there was in physical therapy. Um, and that first came from my first like big uh, volunteering um, and shadowing experience was at University um, of Southern California at Keck. And it is a massive hospital. It's pretty well known in, in California. And the reason I picked that as opposed to a traditional outpatient is because I was still, at the time I was still curious of like what OT did. I was like, what? everyone keeps saying OTPT, like what is this? So I kind of figured that setting, I could at least get the best of both worlds to make a 
better decision of like where I should go because there have people saying like you know PT and you know OT is very similar and maybe you want to go that route so I was unsure of that and through that lack of knowledge became like curiosity and understanding yeah and so at Keck they have a inpatient and outpatient um and they're like attached to like the hospital you have acute I was exposed to wound care so really that experience really really um, opened me up to the possibilities of physical therapy. And what have you started out of all of that? Like, um, what are you doing outside of school right now, outside of working or whatever it is? So through all these like various experiences, I actually have started my own business. Um, and it is a, I don't know how to describe it without saying home health, but it is a home fitness regimen for people in um, wheelchairs. So treating people with spinal cord injury, um, traumatic brain injury, MS, things of that nature, any like neurological condition that can have one um, wheelchair bound. And what are you doing within that business now? Like, what does that look like? What was, you know, the date that you started and kind of take us back a little bit. So how it started about is I was in a clinic at the time working and I was a trainer at the time. And I had a client who I can't remember her diagnosis, but she was physically disabled um, and she had assistive walking devices, right? And she was like, you know, this is really great, but you know, you guys are going to be closed. I think it was around the holiday time. I was, like, she, I was like, I really want to, you know, keep moving, keep doing like activities. I was like, well, you know, I know it's hard. And she's like, yeah, but I have a gym downstairs, but I can't use it. It's not accessible, right? And it's not modified for individuals with disabilities. So in that, I was like, wow, that really sucks. Like that really took me into perspective of my, my privilege. I can, I can walk and I can go down to 24 hour fitness and go work out if I really wanted to but hmm those that need our care aren't able to do that that's pretty that's pretty harsh and so in that I was like okay maybe there's something else we can do because she was on such you know when you're just on a good stride and you're just going for it and so I was like okay so what I will do is I will come to your gym and I will make it accessible like wait what do you, what do you mean like that so I have these methods of using like tuba, like um, noodles, and you can modify grip, you can modify stance. You just have to get creative with it and having her know and understand like the safe way to use the equipment and how to use it for her body. That is really cool. And when, um, so like after that experience, did you realize um, like, did you work with more clients or at that point, did you say like, you know, I think that I can turn this into something more and, um, and kind of develop your business? So when it first happened, I was just kind of doing it out of favor. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, totally. I'll just come on by. It, it was an hour of my day. Um, it's not that big of a deal. I didn't see it as. And I just honestly did it as a favor. Um, and then she was talking to me and she's somebody that is pretty avid um, 
advocate in the disability community and she's like you know that would be really helpful for people to have and I was like no it's like you're right because you know what if somebody's wheelchair bound what if you know they they need you know gate assistance or something like that like but they still need to move like but it just logically kind of made sense so I, I kind of sat back and I was like huh I wonder if this is like a thing that could be done and so I was like researching because I know I'm not a physical therapist. I know I didn't finish my degree. I get it. <laughs> That's why I, I really try and stay away from the, the term treatment. Exercise regimen is really why I try and go for. Um, and through that, I was like, okay, I can probably just kind of pitch it as like a personal training, like an adaptive personal training. So that's kind of how I, I first started. And it has just been kind of like word of mouth a bit. And then I actually started getting people like recommending me and I was like, oh, okay, this is, <laughs> this is becoming a thing now. So I went about and I, you know, started making business cards. I was like, what am I doing? Like, when did this start? <laughs> you know? Um, and so that's kind of how it, it, it started. And I'm, I'm hoping to expand it before I start physical therapy school and of course after. So for you, what does this session look like? If you don't mind me asking, what was that first session like that you just did for free? And then what do the sessions look like now that you do? If you could take us through one as an example. Yeah. Um, so the very first one was pretty much like analyzing the space that was being occupied. Right. Um, because for me, the way I look at it is like anything can be made accessible. It's just like, now do I have one, the tools and, and um, the innovative mind to kind of pair those two together. And so I take a look at the space and I'm like, okay, what can I use? Cause I'm, I'm very like an impromptu person. Uh, and this honestly comes from my hands-on skills that I got in undergrad and I'm super thankful for it. And an amazing mentor that shifted my mind into that thinking it's like, okay, what do I have now and how can I make it work? And so looking at that space, looking at things, I was like, okay, maybe we can modify this. And although this traditional equipment might be used for, you know, something like your arms or your shoulders, how about we use it for something for your legs to help stabilize? Like those are type of things that I was looking at. And so just little safety things as well. Like how can she use the treadmill with safety? right with safety in mind like most of us know when you get on a treadmill for the most part it doesn't move but the actual thread of the belt if you push it hard enough and you have gait problems you can actually slip right so having that discussion and that dialogue with her so that she can use the equipment that she's pretty much paying for with the thought in mind of safety and that she can do it yeah and so it evolved from that um, and I still do that now. And it's, it's kind of like an assessment of their space, like whatever they have right now. And then I also do um, stretching for wheelchair specifically, um, because how, you know, I would stretch you guys just out of you running would be different than somebody that's a wheelchair bound for, you know, 14 hours of the day. That's super cool. I didn't even know, you know, that's something that people do well you do it at least and that's so amazing that you've thought of these things to help people who live mostly in a wheelchair and 
you can help them. And I think it's really important for people to hear that you don't need your degree to do whatever it is you want to do. Yeah. Your degree is like a stepping stone, kind of a continuation, but you don't have to wait until then to get started. And I love that you've started. And when do you even start PT school? Um, so September of this year, actually. <laughs> so September 2020. Yes. <laughs> As we're recording this in January, I know it's going to be a while till we release it, but for people listening, like that's, that's insane. And it's really amazing. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm not going to lie. It sounds really confident right now, but I was terrified to do this. I was absolutely terrified because I was looking around and I was like, no one else is doing it. And I know it's not home health, but it's different. Mm-hmm. It's home exercise. It is home exercise. It is adaptive home exercise. It's like a wellness check, adaptive wellness, whatever yeah. you want to call it. You're helping people move more, live better lives. That's the point. Yeah. And that's definitely something that I, that's been one of my missions. Um, even just before, like I said, starting PT school, I was like, how can I make a difference before? Like, because I was stuck in such a limbo because I finished my undergrad. I wasn't in PT school yet. And I was finishing up prereqs and I felt really stuck. And I was like, I need to do something. Like I just, you know, and how that kind of organically started. And it just seemed like a great pairing of like just the timing, um, my own thought process. Because even before my client like asked me, I was kind of curious about it. And then in that moment, when the client mentioned that, I was like, well, I guess we're just doing it. (laughs) (laughs) That is, oh my gosh, that is so amazing. And like you said, impromptu thinking, it's like, all right, well, let's take this piece of equipment and, and we'll work, we'll work with what we have. And so going forward, when you start PT school in September, what do you have for the vision of your business and are you going to be doing more online or what do you have planned if you have thought that far ahead? Um, that's a really good question. I am such a, a forward thinker. I try to chill out sometimes, but it's difficult, especially when you're doing something you love, right? And something that you're genuinely passionate about. I don't know if you guys can see my shirt, but this is literally... It, it for those oh I forgot my podcast okay so <laughs> it's my sweater <laughs> for those that cannot see me which is all you listening it my sweater says L O V E and the the O is an individual in a wheelchair with a heart so I I genuinely love what I do and I feel as though I envision myself really making an impact so that's something that I do want to continue. Um, and like you said, if you love something enough, you think far ahead. Um, so ideally, ideally, <laughs> I do want to, big picture, I do want to expand with physical, pre-physical therapy students. And I want pre-physical therapy students to be confident and feel that they can do that and have training for that. And side note, did you make that shirt? I did not. It's it's it was ordered online. <laughs> it's a cool shirt for those of you who Isn't can't it see. Isn't it great? 
We're right, gonna I'll have totally to send you guys a link later. Yes, please. <laughs> but it's, I, I love it. <laughs> and I'm so excited for you to kind of be a light for many pre-PTs and SPTs. Honestly, just students um, changing their reality, changing the realities of what is possible, I think is so incredible because you are a testament to that as a pre-PT about to start PT school in eight months. <laughs> it's coming up soon. And so how are you preparing now? So like between now and September, what do you have to prepare for? Let's just go into this a little bit because you are not the only pre-PT who is like, whether you're moving, I don't know if you've decided what school, but kind of take us through that process of what you're going through right now. So I just signed in my deposit, like, by the day. <laughs> Yay. Oh, my gosh. It's so exciting. It's official. Yeah. It's official. It was official. And I, like, did the whole signing of the paperwork. And I, I bawled my eyes out when I signed that paperwork. I, and that's, for me, it just, like, hit. Because, like, in that very moment, it became so real. Um, and just thinking back about how long the journey has been and to sit down and start to read like what is expected of me going into this profession like it is almost like stripping away that pre preemptive doctor and really coming into your own as a professional was something that was just so impactful and I didn't realize going to happen because I am not a crier you guys I just I was like okay great wait what Really? <laughs> so it was a lot. And so right now, did the, the, the deposit, signed the paperwork. Um, I need to do my FAFSA. <laughs> That's one thing. I need to get the ball going. And I do um, intend on applying for scholarships. I actually got a scholarship at the, the university that I accepted. So I'm super excited. Same with Merit. Yay. <laughs> Wait, so which school? Where, where are you headed to? Samuel Merritt University. Where is that? In California. Oh, okay. So do you have to move? Like what's happening next? I do have to move. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not looking forward to the move, but I'm looking forward to the purpose of the move. So that's fine by me. <laughs> and how but far it's, away? It's about eight hours away. Um, and what's really great is I'll be some, with somebody from the accepted system. Yeah. So I think I know who this person is, but I don't want to disclose their name if they don't. Yeah, disclosed. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you you have it spot on. So it's really <laughs> great because it, I feel as though you have to be around like-minded people in order to really thrive, right? Especially in the moments where you're not sure if you can kind of make it through. And I'm just super thankful that a community was created that I can benefit from. Um, wholeheartedly because it is a hard process and a lot of imposter syndrome comes into play a lot of self-doubt comes into play especially with healthcare and with individuals that are taking care of others right um, it can be draining so the fact that I can honestly say I have like a companion in that journey or somebody that has been there with me is something that I'm, I'm very great, grateful for it, it really is such a great feeling to know that 
you will have a support system. You already have a support system, but when you start school to make that transition even smoother, because moving eight hours, it's, it's a long distance and just being away from home and figuring out like how to navigate school, especially during the first semester um, and knowing yourself and how you study. It's so important to, to have that in place beforehand. And so when, when you do face challenges, you know, like you can lean on these people and it's just, it's great to know that you will be living with someone who's like-minded and, and being able to share the experience of PT school together. So that is really awesome. And for the students who are listening right now, um, and even the students who have been accepted and haven't started, what is one thing that you are um, most looking forward to when you start school and then what you're nervous about? This is going to sound so superficial, but I want that white coat. Like, I, I, I'm keeping that eye on that white coat. Um, and just honestly, just really engulfing myself in knowledge because I have been a pre-PT, it feels like for so long, because I wanted it at such a young age that I've had to kind of learn a lot on my own because it's not I had to, I did. I genuinely did learn a lot on my own because I was curious. I was forever kind of engulfing myself in that dialogue that PTs would have regarding patient care and trying to understand that mentality of like where they're thinking. Because for me, I always think this and I will hopefully perpetuate that to the pre-PTs after me. It's not really about how much you can memorize, but understanding the ideology behind something is super, super important because not everyone is going to fit a textbook. Not every scenario is going to um, be that same scenario that your professor spoke about. So how can you understand the mindset and, and the big picture and now pair those two together in order to make that sound decision? And so throughout my journey, I was just always trying to immerse myself in knowledge. And, and even when I was unsure of like the dialogue that was happening in the hospital or in the clinic, I would now go home and be like, all right, how can I dissect this? How can I understand? So maybe next time I can be a little bit in the conversation, like let's, let's, you know, sneak something in there and, and genuinely understand where the PT is coming from when they make those decisions. Um, so that's something that I'm super excited for because there's so many things that I don't know, but I also know once I get in, there's also going to be a lot that I don't know either. <laughs> so that's one thing I'm definitely looking forward to. I would say the thing that I am kind of scared of is because I was a low GPA, um, pre-PT applicant, I do get nervous about the actual, how much information. Um, there was a meme on Instagram a couple weeks ago and it had like a released um, fire hydrant where the, the, the water was <laughs> spewing out everywhere. And there was this one little dog that just was trying to drink all the water at the same time. And it was like, that's PT school. <laughs> and so I was like, whoa, that's a bit overwhelming to say the least. So I, I that think that's the one part that I will be um, pretty nervous about. And of course, that meme is a little dramatic, but it is a <laughs> lot, you know, it is a lot. Not to scare pre-PTs out there, like, 
you know, PT school is just like drink, trying to drink out of a fire hydrant. Not always the case. It's a little bit at the beginning because you don't know, you know, how can you know what to expect and how you're going to do until you're there, until you do it, until you get accustomed to it. And then the fire hydrant isn't so bad. You figure it out. Yeah. You turn into a fire truck or something. I don't know how else to yeah, phrase that. <laughs> I'll wait here for that. <laughs> oh, Sarah, that was so thought. good. That was really good. I never heard you say that. You turn into a fire truck. I love that. <laughs> I love it too. I please, I'm going to put that sticker somewhere, like that reminder. <laughs> Whenever I have my moments of feeling like the little dog, <laughs> hurry up, burn it, turn into a fire truck. Come on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is, that is the keeper. We'll have to look. Have to you could either be a fire truck or you could be the first letter and then the last three of the whole phrase. And that's how you're going to feel through the whole thing. It, it's, you got to just keep it moving and grow. Yep. Thanks for running with that, guys. <laughs> I didn't know where I was going with it. Um, but, you know, that's helpful for so many free PTs to hear who are about to start because this is, this is the time a lot of people just got accepted. They just put the deposit down. You, like, there are many people listening who are like, I'm about to start in 2020, whether it's May or August or September. Like, it's just really amazing to hear from you because you're about to start as well, kind of a fresh perspective and maybe a little bit of advice. So what else do you have to do in preparing for starting? So between your acceptance, you just put a deposit down and when you start, like what's coming up, what do you have left to do? Um, so I mentioned uh, FAFSA <laughs> and I do intend on applying for way more scholarships. Um, I'm trying to set my business up in a way that hopefully it'll be sustainable, like throughout PT school, um, because I do want it to get to the point where pre-PTs feel confident enough, like through my trainings that they can go out and they can train. Um, and that can even open up to student PTs as, um, as well. Um, just because I, I do believe in financial freedom. And I do believe that we can have that financial freedom while doing like a huge benefit for people and make an impact in the world. So that's a couple of things. I am trying to start a YouTube channel as well. So that's a lot. <laughs> and um, I hopefully want to get out a podcast too, because you guys totally inspired me, by the way. Oh, see, honestly, well, first of all, we appreciate that. <laughs> We're glad you got some inspiration. Um, podcasting. So before I go on a whole rant here, Gabby, do you have anything to say to that first? Oh yeah. I was just going to say it's, it's so, I keep saying it's okay. I keep saying it's so amazing. It really is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but what you're doing now and how, how you're setting yourself up to, especially like you just said, with financial freedom and taking the initiative apply for scholarships and, and find ways that you can, you know, have your business and make it sustainable while you're in school and, and have that financial freedom because not a lot of students will just like, don't know that. And, um, just from everything that you've been talking about, 
and knowing that, okay, like you want to go through school and be at the be-, be in the best position that you can is, is crucial. And for everybody listening, really think about it. Like we, we know you all want financial freedom. However, what are you going to do to make an impact and, and make this difference, um, for, for yourself and then for other people. So yes, that's, that's where I was going with that. (laughs) Thanks. I appreciate it. And on the side rant about podcasting and YouTubing, that can be two in one, as you may already be very aware of, but although Gabby and I don't do that right now, we don't use our videos like our video interviews and stuff and put them on YouTube at this time, but you could literally take half an hour a week, interview somebody who is doing something with adaptive sports, save the video, create a YouTube video out of it, even if it's shorter than the whole podcast interview, and then post the audio onto Anchor, and there you go. Half an hour to an hour a week, and you've got a podcast. And that's it. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's comes back to like time management, right? Like time management and just being efficient with your time and how can you be creative so you don't have to spend like eight hours a week trying to get everything out. Absolutely. And we've learned that the hard way. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Last question. What advice, I know you already gave a ton of advice, but let's pick one. Let's pick a big piece of advice for people in the transition from pre-PT to SPT. So they're in this in-between. They've been accepted, but they haven't started yet. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I think it would be, if you can, set yourself up, um, like you guys are mentioning. Um, I was able to go to SSPT last year, and... It was so refreshing. It was absolutely refreshing because um, I feel as though every every generation goes through like a major shift in how they communicate, right? Um, when the typewriter first came out, major shift. When like cell phones first, you remember those big ones, you had to yank out the antenna, major shift, right? Um, television, major shift in how we communicate. And we're going through one right now. Our generation is going through one right now where the online platforms are key, right? That's our key way of communicating and our phones, right? Those, those two pairings are, are really um, the driving force of our generation. And it's hard because we see, we see this type of content all day, all the time, right? If you go on your phone, Instagram, I mean, there's so many marketing, there's so many, um, you know, putting their professional face out there using that. And it's hard because I feel like the generation before us put it down so much, right? Like, why are you wasting your time with that stuff on the computer? You don't know these people. You know, you're just wasting your time. You'd be better and efficient at your time, right? And we're going through such a shift in that there's a resistance, right? And every, every revolution, there's a resistance. And I think our generation and the prior generation 
they were going ahead to head a little bit because the future generation was like, look, look at all the possibilities, right? And the old generation was like, no, put your head down, you know, do what you got to do and stick. To, we've been doing it this way since, you know, X amount of years and it's been working and it's been, but it doesn't work anymore. It just flat out doesn't work anymore. And our generation, I think, was trying so hard to let the other ones see that. And I think what SSPT did is it brought the two together because they were, they were at such conflict because one saw the vision of the future and the others were stuck in the past. And so bringing those two together, because I always say history repeats itself. And it, it's something that happens time and time again, but there needs to be a marrying as opposed to a division of the generations. Because the new generation has the tools and the knowledge for future, but the old ones have the, the wisdom. So somewhere in the middle, I think, and this is why I absolutely love what Greg has done, is he married the two in the middle. And he didn't, feel, he didn't do it in a way that would belittle the future generation and disregard the one the prior one with wisdom and i think that that is something that was absolutely needed in our field because it it was on a downturn it was on a downturn um and so with that being said i i i love what you guys are doing and i love the new generation like i'm so if you guys don't understand how excited i am by the next generation of physical therapists like i know it sounds so cheesy i don't care i don't care i don't care i don't care i'm so excited because the next generation is really about to crush it like really coming in swinging <laughs> and i'm all the way here for it no one has ever said something like that on all the episodes that we had have had so far and, and that is so true. And I'm just so glad that you brought that up because once you think about it in, in that perspective, it's like, it, it's there and, and the way, and that's why, you know, just the matter, you know, you guys hear that we talk about SSPT and Greg Todd, I would say it's at least once on all of our episodes <laughs> and and it's centered around, you know, what he has done for, for us and for everyone in the group. But like you said, marrying the, like our generation and the previous generation together, no one has ever done that. And I, I 100% agree because our profession with, without, without this movement that we are creating with SSPT, our, our profession, like there are changes you all know you've all been hearing what's been going on but just to know that we have this group it's a game changer like it's insane <laughs> it's so crazy the future generation they're gonna just be light years ahead they're killing it yeah i totally i totally agree um and I don't want pre-PTs to feel as though it's just our profession. This change is going through every single profession. And I'm honestly very happy and very thankful that we have the generation prior that are actually open-minded to it. Um, I've spoken to a lot of PTs 
like in person in real life and there are very few that actually understand what is happening and i've tried to kind of open their mind and understand but if you're not open-minded you can't receive knowledge like that's just point blank period and it's gonna happen again like our generation's gonna have one we're gonna be the the older pts in a clinic kind of used to a one-way type of avenue and the new generation is gonna be like yeah we're gonna do this and we're like no what are you guys doing you know get get out of here get, get out of here right and so it just it just happens with every generation and i like i said i'm super super thankful that we have mentors that understand right because i could definitely say that there are times when other fields are they're doing it on their own so the fact that we have the generation prior to help us with that is really great absolutely i'm really excited for what's to come and i love all the advice that you've given to people who are kind of in that in between you know just to be open-minded and like open your eyes to what's happening around you because whether you know it or not, things are changing. And if you want to hop on, now is the time. You don't have to wait till you're a student in PT school. You don't have to wait till you're whatever thing yeah. you're trying to wait for. <laughs> you don't need to do that. That's the big part of today. Yeah, I guys. definitely thought that I, because I wanted to really push for it. And I kept having this little voice of like, you're not a doctor, so be quiet. <laughs> like, no one's going to listen to you. You're not even in school yet. And I think living in your truth and knowing that you can have a lot of knowledge even before you start um, is something that I want pre-PTs to know and understand. Like, I can honestly say that I'm one of the few pre-PTs that can know how to treat a spinal cord injury. Does that make me better than anybody? No, but does that make you hungry for knowledge? Absolutely. So go get it. You know, seek that knowledge, know that understanding, and, and know that you can make a huge difference in the field before you even start. So, where can people find you? How can they reach out to you if they want to chat with you more? Um, I'm always on Instagram. <laughs> so Instagram would be the per, um, first platform, Niasha, Niasha Malika. Um, and Facebook, Niasha Abrams. Um, I'll be on there too. Um, I did not think I would be on so many media platforms. This is a lot. <laughs> Two is a lot. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. But um, I'm excited to see how this, this turns out because I wouldn't have really imagined my life turning into this so the fact that it's kind of like evolving a little bit um is, is really great we appreciate you coming on thank you so much it was so fun to talk with you and we're excited for what's to come in 2020 thank you i'm super excited i'm excited for you guys if you haven't heard about anchor it's the easiest way to make a podcast let us explain this. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app now or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening to Gratitude, the grad school guide for student physical therapists. If you like our show and want to know more, check out our Instagram and Facebook page linked in the description. Looking for a gift for a friend, classmate, professor, co-host of a podcast, or really anyone? Physio Memes got your back with apparel, drinkware, and home decor. And if you go to physiomemes.com, you can get a 20% off coupon with the code gratitude, spelled G-R-A-D-I-T-U-D-E-2020. And don't forget to check out his social media for a good study break laugh. As always, make life humorous.